0: As leaders, it's so easy for us to get caught up in tasks, strategies, and our to dos. But all of those things have no value if we don't know how to take care of the people we oversee. If strategies and tasks cause us to neglect our people, then no matter the results we're getting, they're worthless. So, how do we lead at a high level, get incredible results, while still taking care of our people? Well, welcome to the Good Leader Podcast.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Good Leader Podcast. I am here with the one and only Josh, the greatest sound tech in the
0: world, Kluge. How are you, Josh? Dude, I'm doing great. People might not know this, but we record on Thursdays, and Thursdays I get very excited because it means at midnight, another episode of Ted Lasso Releases. What? (laughs)
2: That's how I'm doing.
1: We are recording on a Thursday. Okay, I think God might be bringing Ted Lasso into my life because you are about the literally, I don't want to exaggerate here. Yes, please don't exaggerate. I'm in double digits now for this week that people have mentioned Ted Lasso to me in a specific context. Like, do you watch Ted Lasso? You should watch Ted Lasso. Mm. Hey, have you have you seen Ted Lasso? What the heck is Ted Lasso, Kluge? <laughs> I'm totally out on Ted Lasso.
0: I'll tell you what it is, but before He I sounds do... like a singing cowboy is who yes. he sounds like. For before I do, what I okay. just learned about you is if I can get enough people to bring something up to you, you'll think it's divine intervention and divine <laughs> leading. So, <laughs> I really want a Tesla. All of you that work at Paradigm Shift, have you have you talked to Josh about Teslas? He, he's just really desiring Could one. Be whatever, it. I got to figure out what uh, what verbs and uh, yeah, there's got to be some specific for, cues. Whatever it might be. Yeah, <laughs> there are specific
1: cues that make it divine, Josh. But yes, the divinity of Ted Lasso is upon me. Speaketh Lord, Speaketh I'm listening. Lord.
0: Okay. Here I am.
1: Here I am. What is it? What the General heck is it? General
0: synopsis. It is a coach, college football Damn. coach from, I believe, Indiana. Who gets hired to go to England and become a England professional soccer? League oh, okay, coach football. So he's going football, from American football. college football to okay. English soccer. Yes. And the thing that's awesome about this show is it's yes, it's talking about like you know what you would expect of like, well, how does someone who comes from this background who doesn't know anything about soccer itself step into a role and, and lead a team? But a all about leadership, and B the dude. Is the physical manifestation of a good leader.
1: constantly? Really? Oh! oh
0: Seriously, constantly there are moments where he does things and he says things and, and leads individual team members or the whole team at large in a specific way, and I won't get into like the specifics. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I'm going to watch a show. Is it on Netflix? Hulu? Uh, it's on what? Apple TV, the like, Apple oh. service. But okay. Man, so many times I'm literally sitting there watching it, and I'm like, yes, that's right. That's how you do it. Like... My, the leadership, just good leader thing inside me Is screaming, I'm like screaming affirmations at the television Plus, and maybe this is a little bit too much I have a major crush on Keeley on the episodes And oh. so that's, you know, that's the positive hey. as well there hey. We got leadership You know what? We- and uh, cuteness
1: shit Hey, I don't know if that's
0: leadership, I mean. hey, leadership and a lady Hey, woo, hey. got some the lady We're not going ship, we're going uh, alliteration It's the lady you
1: remember that? <laughs> We've been, to, we okay, Ansh and Kluge. All right, welcome Dude, to my every on. every producer I get is 12 years old. <laughs> For my loyal listeners out there that know, don't even catch my 1990s Saturday Night Live references. You don't okay. remember the
0: ladies man? He would say, The lady, who is the lady? The ladies no, man, but are you I serious, see, Josh? i so, but bro, I, I can go full Are SNL, you the new Ansh? No, you're go the new full SNL, I'm with you. That's the one I don't know.
1: Okay, I lo- okay, I do love SNL for, through the decades. You know, through you want to go, you want to, you want to go old school, Eddie Murphy. You know, and the the James Brown hot tub. Oh, you yeah. know, you want to go old school. I'm there. Uh, I will say the newer version. I, I'm a little bit out. I, I, I'm one of those guys. I am a little bit out. Probably the last three four not years. I'll be honest. Um, any Pete Davidson fans out there? I'm sorry, I'm not there with you. But anything in between. The lady that was, the yeah, lady. it's Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows was the guy. Uh, he had a character called the Ladies Man. Even made a movie, one of those spinoffs. Mm. Okay, so Ted Lasso is okay. So Good Leader Podcast, you're telling me it has good leadership lessons. You're not the first person that people oh, have told yeah. me, Jared, you will like it.
0: Like you will love this guy. You will yeah. love the character. I think maybe on the uh, the language scale, you might not be a fan of knowing you, but okay, content, I can take it. Choices, I can take it. Leadership choices, dude. It's just like. It is shocking. That's how I'll say it. It is shocking that television is portraying someone this humbly. Okay, I got to check it out. I got to check it out.
1: You know me, Josh. I'm a good um, average Christian in 2021. Um, I can, you know, any, as much violence as possible. We can consume violence. We never, we're not deterred by violence. Yes. yes. And language. (laughs) If we can get enough good lessons amongst the language, then we can take the language. It's the, you know, gratuitous sex where most of us draw the lines. So. The That's moment where it lists is. are
0: touching is the is the moment that Christ calls us out. Well, <laughs> unless it's a sloppy wet kiss, then it might be allowable. Uh, then it's typically okay. That is, a, that is a deep church cut right there.
1: <laughs> Today is all about finding your niche and how do I start a business. We have said nothing um, that I could segue uh, into how to start a business, other than Josh and I have both started businesses uh, in various respects. Okay, Josh, actually, this is a great question for the audience out there. Are you a business owner right now? Yeah, I don't even know. You're like an enigma.
0: You are. You're. (laughs) What do you? Because you're on tour with a band right now. Yeah. Right. What are you playing? Playing bass guitar for an artist named Flurry. We're on tour with a band called Colony House. Wow,
1: that sounds so hip
0: and with it fun.
1: I feel cooler just talking to you about it. <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a band called Flurry. I'm
0: in a Colony House. Flurry. Colony House. Yeah, dude. Honestly,
1: you're the nuance, but you are way cooler. Oh, I'll give boo. you that. You know, orange is
0: effortless cool. Anj put zero in. I'll just put zero time on. investing into coolness, and she just oozes it. That was one of my first observations when I met her a decade ago. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh! If we met the same Anj, there's no way I'm co-signing that. No way. No way. We'll wait till we're on the live tour. When we're all three on the live tour and everybody's visiting, we'll see. Is Josh right that Anj is just effortlessly cool? She or is. The rest of us are writing like, man, Jared. He tries so hard, and it really pays off. Oh man! <laughs> now Anj, Anj is pretty cool, and uh, she'll be back. She'll be back. She's out there giving birth to a human uh, somewhere. Uh, by I'm the time kidding. you're listening to this, maybe she's already given birth. Uh, hopefully, so many prayers out to Anj. And back to the point you you are an entrepreneur. You have owned businesses in the past. You currently yeah. own businesses, multiple businesses, right? Yeah. Well, what's great, I think you are an interesting case study because we're going to a gig economy, man. I mean, as we we're not this is not about cross-generational leadership, but I'm 40. I've owned multiple businesses, I've had multiple side businesses. And if you're listening to this, the Good Leader Podcast, we're talking about business leadership. It starts generally with one. So maybe before you can be a leader of many, you've got to be a leader of yourself that you have to decide how do I start a business? Maybe you've got something in mind that you want to pursue. Maybe you've got an idea, a service, a product that you think could make you a little extra money. Nothing wrong with the side hustle. Trust me, I was making that youth pastor cash. You've been making that starving artist money for the last 25 years. (laughs) You know that life. (laughs) It's like, I got to pay my bills. Some days we're not. That's right. And everybody out there then, especially on the Good Leader Podcast, we got people of all shapes and sizes, all walks of life. From wherever you are, if you are very frustrated in your work and you're saying, man, maybe I want a complete life shift I want to change. I want to start a business. We're going to address that attitude over the next four or five episodes. Maybe you're not quite that. Maybe you love your job. You love where you are, but you've got a passion. You've got something that you wish you had an outlet for on the side. We're going to talk about that too, because it all is encompassed by how do I start a business? How do I start? We're going to hit some of the basics over the next few weeks. Learn some lessons from Josh. Learn some lessons from me because I've learned some things the hard way. Some things I think I did well. Some things when we started Paradigm Shift 11 years ago, I think we hit the nail on the head. Other lessons, boy, were we way off. One thing that we started, because I started Paradigm Shift, I actually co-founded it with a friend of mine from college in 2010, and at that time, one thing that we actually got right, we got a lot of things wrong, Josh, but one thing we got right was we found our niche. Mm-hmm. We niched in so many times I talked to entrepreneurs or would be entrepreneurs, people who say, how do I start a business? They start broad. They try to they try to go everywhere or do anything like mm-hmm. I just I just I- anything. I'll take money from anywhere. I, you know, will you pay me money? I will probably do that thing. No, 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 no. First off, that sounds sketchy. All right. Even the way desperate. that I described that, that was close. That was really close to sketchy. It's definitely desperate. But when you find your niche, you go from desperation to hero in a hurry. Ooh, okay, hold on right there. Hold on, Josh. We both just got hit with the ooh. Ooh, you like that, right? I'm telling you, that's why we need the soundboard. That's why we need, we need, we need something here. The live studio audience is going crazy over there. We need a mic. Let's start mic. Let's put a mic on the live studio audience so that people can hear their reaction. Okay, here, wait, I, want I think pe- there's
0: one there. Uh, can you guys hear it?
1: Thank you. Man. Okay, well, <laughs> we need to turn that mic on all the time. <laughs> you can go from desperation to hero in a hurry whenever you narrow your scope. Because if you want to start a business, how do I start a business? How do I make a name for myself in any industry in every area? It's probably not with your YouTube channel. That's casting to the entire world. <laughs> you, know? you know what's really going to be the key to success? My YouTube channel. Ah, oh, crap, I'm only at four views. Now, let me refresh it. Ah, crap, I'm still at four views. I've watched it like 10 times myself. Yeah, they don't count that. Trust me. I tried. You have to have unique views. You can't just rack up. Okay, Josh, can I can I full disclosure here? Can I be uh, honest? Yes. Please tell on yourself. It's it's honest time. Previous podcast that we had several years ago. I may or may not have downloaded the podcast on a desktop as I was working from my laptop. I would like to have a desktop going and just download our episodes. <laughs> Over and over and over and over, you know, just click it, delete, download, click, delete, download, and it just wow. I know, I know. Desperate, right? That's desperation. I was desperate. I was like, strategic, maybe a little strategery, a lot of desperation. But I was trying too broad. I was immediately like, you know what? With this podcast, we're going to reach the masses. I want to be a worldwide phenomenon. Slow your roll. If you want to start a business, the best way—well, maybe not the best way—but a. Big piece of advice is narrow your market, focus on your niche, decide what it is that you're offering, to whom am I offering it, to whom can I be a hero? Because if you narrow that niche, you can probably be a hero to someone immediately You know, if you're trying to, I can't be a YouTube sensation. I can't say, you know what, we're just going to, if we can get a billboard, maybe if we just get a big billboard, maybe if we go classic, if I had a TV advertisement, if I had a radio show, if I had a podcast, maybe you don't even need to start a podcast right now. Maybe you don't even, maybe the first thing you need to do is just narrow it down and say, you know what? If Josh Kluge was my only customer, how would I be a hero to Josh Kluge? Ah, And if you think that way, you will start to narrow your market and figure out if you indeed have a business. That's how to start a business. In the next few episodes, we'll give you some insanely specific questions to think about how do I start this business well. But the first one is niche marketing. It's finding your niche, not even marketing, just finding your niche and knowing it. We're about to interview a gentleman named Jody Mayberry. and Jody and I met through a series of events uh, on large events, speaking events, because he works with speakers. But crazy enough, he's not even a speaker. I love this guy's story because he is working in an industry and making good money doing something he loves and is passionate about. And he didn't start there. He started way over in left field. But he decided, I want to take different steps. I want to pursue some different things. And you can learn a lot of how to start your business by listening to Jody's story. I think you're going to love it. After the break, you're going to hear Jody's story. And then we'll come back and maybe learn a few lessons together. Check it out. are back and I'm here with my good friend Jody Mayberry. He is a jack of all trades, master of some that I know of, including podcasting. Jody, welcome to the show, my friend.
2: Jared, it is such a treat to be here with you. Everything I've done with Jared has just been through the roof fun. (laughs) Uh, we, We get things done when we've been together, but we always have fun doing it. So it's good to be with you on your show, Jared.
1: Hey, I tell you what, if somebody's going to accuse me of being fun, Josh, I'm going to take it all day long. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's easy. Oh, that's what we want to be. Well, uh, Jody brought up a great point. We get things done. Jody and I have partnered on several uh, events uh, up to this point, and we're continuing to partner with some masterminds, some really incredible stuff that you'll hear about on the Good Leader podcast, but Jody actually was introduced to me through a series of events as I was working with Lee Cockrell, who is an author, a speaker. Uh, He's a former Disney executive. He has done some incredible things, and Jody produces his podcast, and he works with Lee Cockrell and others in an incredible fashion. So, Jody, I wanted to ask you today, how did you even get into that? Because today we're talking about finding your niche as an entrepreneur, and I think it's so cool what you've done. How did you even get started in all this?
2: Oh my goodness, it depends on where in that story you want me to start. <laughs> but since we're talking about finding your niche, I'm going to I'm going to go way back. Okay? The beginning, my origin story as an entrepreneur. I I had been a park ranger and then I went back to school to get an MBA, and while I did that, I was marketing director for a luxury home builder. So, I I finished school, finished business school, struck a deal with this home builder where I could keep doing the work I was doing for them, only I wouldn't be an employee. And that would open me up to do work for other people as well. So they didn't have me in their office and uh, as quite a big expense on their payroll, and I could do other things. But this is where I goofed up, Jared. This is why it ties into finding your niche. I would go to people I already knew. And since I was in the home building industry at the time. I would go to architects and electricians and plumbers and people in the trades, and I'd say, "Hey, I'm I'm out on my own now, and I'd love to work with you since we already have a relationship." And yeah. they'd say, "Jody, that's wonderful. I, I've always enjoyed interacting with you. So tell me what what do you do now?" And I'd say, "Well, what do you need help with? I oh. can do, do it." <laughs> See, you, you've already <laughs> figured out what the problem is there. I feel they, it. Keep going. <laughs> they would say, we want to work with you. What do you do? And I didn't have a good answer for that. And, and it flopped. It did wow. not do well. That is where I started to realize, hmm, there has to be a niche. There has to be a hook. So what I did then, after I realized this was going to be a problem, I had to find work I was doing with the luxury home builder, but then there's this, it's still out there. You can find it House. Have you ever heard of House, H O U Z Z.com, House.com? Well, I knew from my work with the home builder. I knew this platform inside and out because we used it so much. So then I actually went through House and became a certified whatever term they used. Where they just certified me as, "Hey, this guy knows everything about House." Then I could take that and go to people in the trades and say, look, you need to be on house. I can get you there, I can set up a great profile. That was my first lesson as an entrepreneur in the power of finding your niche. You can't just show up and say, Jared, I do good work and we like each other, let's work together. That doesn't really work. That is such a great point, Jody,
1: because so many people start out like that, right? I've, I've heard people like that. And to be honest, I was in the same boat as you. I was like, as a speaker, I was like, hey, I'm a speaker. You've heard me speak. Want me to come and speak? And they're like, yeah, that's great. What do you speak on? I'm like, well, what do you want? You know, I can do it all. <laughs> and that's a terrible answer. You know, As in the speaking community, I say if you're a speaker for everyone, you're a speaker for no one. And so it's the same boat no matter what entrepreneurship you're following. Okay. So you really honed in, like not just to say, so you took it from, I am going to work with people in the building industry. So now you focused in on hows. Let's jump into the next step of the journey then, because I didn't meet you through hows. I didn't meet you through interior design. What happened next?
2: All right. So there's this separate thing going on at the same time. As, as I'm niching down in the house and then helping architects and home builders market in that way, I started to miss park rangering and I thought, how can I get back into this without becoming a park ranger? And you can't just show up wearing a uniform and say you're a park ranger. The government does not appreciate that. (laughs) So, so I thought I'm, I'm looking for this way to get back to parks and teach what I've learned about leadership and business in the parks, but I, I haven't come up with a good way. Well, that's when, just through circumstance, Jared Easley, the host of Star Doubts and the co-founder of Podcast Movement, I had recommended a guest be on his show. And he said, I will have that guest on this show. It was James Woosley, because I remember this so well. He said, I will have James as a guest on the show, but you have to be a co-host, which I did. And I did terrible. Jared is so good at podcasting and we would alternate asking questions. And when it was my turn, I'd just blurt out a question, like, Jared, what's your favorite color? I just didn't do well. But Jared kept asking me back to co-host with him. And I started to realize this could be what I was looking for to help me get back into the parks world. I could have conversations with leaders in parks to help other park rangers. And that is what started the Park Leader Show, which I recorded the first episodes of that in 2013. And for reasons we can talk about if it fits in this conversation, <laughs> I held on to those until April of 2014. And through that show, I asked Lee Cockrell to be a guest on the show. It went really well. We enjoyed each other. He came back for a second episode. That led to us deciding to start a show together creating Disney magic, which has been out for, gosh, we're at like 360 episodes now. What? Three, 3 million downloads. I mean, it's, it's been I a wonderful it. show. And we've, that led to everything you know me for Jared started that day. Lee Cockrell was a guest on my show.
1: Jared Easley. What a gem of a human being. I love Jared from way back at the very first podcast movement. Even before that, with John Acuff Start Movement, I met Jared through a series of those. It is a small world. Tell me about then the power of connection because you just you just tapped into something that you were on Jared's podcast as a co-host, but then that launched you on your own podcasting journey. Which, as a quick plug, you have an incredible download that I think it's called the Magic of Podcasting that um, is really incredible on your website. Everyone should go there. If you're listening to this and you're interested in starting a podcast, you have incredible resources at jodymayberry.com. I'm going to give you a big plug at the end, but it's all about connections. So how did one connection with Lee Cockrell then, how did that lead to something else? Because you're now working with several former executives. You have a pretty impressive portfolio.
2: Well, you're right. It's the, It was the connection of not only working with Lee, but doing good work with Lee And people would see that and say, can you do for me what you're doing for him? I was doing good work before, but that certainly raised my profile. And when you work with someone like that and people realize, okay, Lee Cockerell, trust him. And Lee Cockrell, if you don't know, Lee Cockerell had 16 years at Disney. He was an executive at Marriott, opened Disneyland Paris, ended up running Walt Disney World for a decade, has a window on Main Street. I mean, he's He's a big deal in the world of Disney. So when you've got someone like that recommending you, it means you're recommendable. And people say, hey, can you do for me what you do for him? Well, that led to a show for real estate agents. That was the first one. And then it led to a show for sales professionals, which is still going, Catalyst Sale Podcast. Then it led to another and then another. And then I had, as Lee and I started doing other work together, I had people from Disney reach out and say, hey, you work with Lee. I trust his recommendation more than anybody. Can you help me build my brand? So now what it's come to all these years later, former Disney executives, as they've left Disney and they're trying to build a speaking career, write books, have podcasts, build a personal brand, I'm the one they reach out to because of now my track record with Lee Cockrell and Dan Cockrell and and some of these others it's just a my goodness how much fun can that be you I just get to hear disney stories all the time and then help them tell them so it's it's a great great opportunity
1: That's absolutely incredible I love the story I love the journey I love it for many many reasons I would love to hear what you would encourage a good leader out there listening if they say you know what maybe I want to start something, try something. Maybe if you could go back all those years when you were uh, even a park ranger, getting your MBA at that point in the journey, what are some of your initial steps that you would encourage people to do to maybe pursue their niche or discover their niche?
2: Well, the first thing, this is one of the things I I, I actually do with, with the exec former executives that are now starting their career. And if I can, if I can start working with them before they leave even better because the first step in all of it is is to write it down. Write it all down. And then that brings the question, Jared, I'm going to ask it for you. Jody, what does it mean when you say write it all down? Well, that depends. That depends. What do you do? What What is it about your career that comes to mind first? What are you the best at? Just start documenting all of it. And themes start to come out. There'll be threads through all of it. And that helps Find your niche. Now we could look at it a different way. If if you're not an executive and if you're starting out how I started out, instead of saying, I can help you. Do you want to work together, Jared? Yeah. <laughs> I can if I've written it all down. Let's say before I left the home builder, I had written it down. This is what I'm really good at. This is what I love doing. Here's the experiences I had. Here's the wins I had. I can start to look at that and say, Oh, if this worked here. I wonder if that'll work for other people. If I loved doing this particular thing, I'm going to like doing that for Jared too. So I could have, for example, discovered how's was the way to go. Now, I haven't done anything with house in years. But had I gone through that exercise on my own, I may have discovered even before launching that I'm really good at house. I know it inside and out. I can help people get started, get a profile that, that gets discovered, get the right pictures, get the right words. I could have discovered all of that by writing it down. And uh, Jared, I don't, I don't know if you can. Here. And if you can, I'm sorry, my, my dog is sleeping behind me and he's having a dream and he's honestly, barking in his sleep.
1: Honestly, Jody, it's just a great plug for people who are wanting to be entrepreneurs because you get to work with your dogs, you get to work from home, you can do what you want, you can set your own hours. It's just a great commercial for the advantage of knowing your niche and pursuing it to success. That's just proof in the pudding. That's it right there. If you want to work from home and hang out with your animals all day, be like Jody. It's a big win. Yeah.
2: This is it. So my, my dog loves being with me when I record, but he must find my voice so soothing that he falls asleep. And sometimes when he falls asleep, he has dreams about rabbits or chasing sticks or whatever, and then he ends up barking. So that's, <laughs> that's what's going on. Well,
1: Jody, that's completely okay with me because I love that your story is so encouraging because it's not super complicated for people out there. And what I love about it is our message here on the Good Leader Podcast is being an entrepreneur, pursuing a business is not about being a certain personality type. It's not about having a certain set of skills. It's about understanding your skills. It's about understanding your personality. And once you have that understanding of yourself, then you can pursue whatever it is that you're passionate about. You can find that niche. Where can we find you, Jody Mayberry? I know that I can go to jodymayberry.com. You've been, uh, it's podcast magic. is an incredible download. You should check it out. Jody has been—he's been featured in Inc. He's been featured in Entrepreneur. Uh, he is everywhere. But Jody, how can I check out and learn more about you? What should I—what should I pursue?
2: First, go to JodyMayberry.com because it's all there. Every podcast I work on is there. The Podcast Magic download is there, which is a fabulous place. Even if you already have a podcast, check that out because it may kind of re- help you. Think of your podcast just a little different or plan out content in a way that'll help you. So that's a fun play. If you if you go to JodyMayberry.com, you can find the Jody Mayberry Show. If you're interested in park rangers or leadership in general, the Park Leader Show is a good thing. And, of course, if anybody knows me for anything, it's usually Creating Disney Magic because that's been a, a popular show. That's the one I do with Lee Cockrell. That's, that's a show I would recommend it to anybody and i know jared jared has been a listener to that show so thank you jared
1: it really is it's phenomenal it's great content it's incredible real life stories from lee it's incredibly well done it's a wonderful podcast everyone should check it out all right as an official last question here as an official national passport uh stamp collector and uh holder what is your favorite national park in the entire collection jody what's your favorite one
2: I have trouble with this because there's two that are very dear to me. And the answer that I give on which is my favorite depends on which one I was at last. And currently, the one I was at last was Glacier National Park. I spent a week in the backcountry there with my family. This is the fourth year in a row I've been. The first year my family has got to come with me. And it was phenomenal. So it depends if you like backcountry and rugged mountains. Glacier National Park is your park. But if you like wildlife, Yellowstone National Park has the greatest concentration of wildlife in North America. So you're, you're not going to see anything like it. it. It's phenomenal. And it's easier to get around. It's easier to see the sites. It's easier to take your family to. So it just depends. Uh, they're they're both wonderful parks.
1: I love it. I've been to Yellowstone, never been to Glacier, so I got to check that out. I'm a huge fan of national parks. I'm a huge fan of Jody Mayberry. Everybody should check him out. He thinks about national parks the way I think about my kids. My favorite's one that I was one last. So, thank you very much Jody. We'll see you next time.
2: Thank you, Jared.
1: That was good. Now what? Josh, I loved the interview. Man, Jody's story is great, isn't it?
0: Oh, man. Yeah, like fascinating. I was not expecting the park ranger mention. I thought it, <laughs> when he was like home in real estate, I was like, okay, yeah, like, business entrepreneurs do that type of thing. And he's like, oh, but I wanted to get back into that. And I was like, wait, whoa. And you found a way to be able to do that and it stimulates some sort of... Ah, that makes sense that you would bring it into podcast. Ah, full circle Disney movie over. It was
1: really cool because I think many people out there are in that position where I don't think he hated his job by any stretch. Well, he obviously didn't. He's still connected with park rangering. He's got a podcast about it. Oh, yeah. But he was like, but I'm interested in other things and I want to do additional things. And so he just started one step as he's going back to he got his MBA. Then he became a marketing director for that housing. Here's my good. Now what I came up with a few big takeaways. The first one, how to start a business. The more specific your answer is, the better. Let me even rephrase that. The more specific your answers are, the more successful you will be. Because he said it. He would go to these people. He had the contacts. He had the network. He even had a good rapport, a good relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And he was going to these subcontractors, these builders. Hey, I'm kind of stepping out on my own, doing some different things. Oh, great. What are you doing? Right. I'm I'm not really sure. Yes. Hey, that's great. You're right. I do trust you because trust is the first level. I trust you. Yeah. People have to trust you to pay you. They trust that you're going to deliver on whatever you say you're delivering. But he didn't even know what he was delivering. So even even by his own admission, he said he goofed. He goofed up big, biggest mistakes. Okay. So then he goes back. Then that's where did you hear how incredibly niched he got? He didn't even say then, OK, well, I'm going to go be a marketer. He said, I'm going to be an expert in house. Now, what's great this is my lesson. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet a dollar to a donut, Josh, that you have never heard of Howes until this podcast.
0: No, no, not at all.
1: Right? Me neither. I had no clue. He said it. You know, as a podcaster, you want as an interviewer, you like to know what people are talking about. When he said Howes, I googled it up because yeah. I was like, Howes, H O, and sure enough, he's telling the truth. H O U Z Z. It's still there. It's like get ideas, find professionals. It's all about interior design and marketing and all this stuff within the housing industry. Lo and behold, here's the thing. You can make a million dollars doing something nobody knows exists. (laughs) And I say nobody relatively. Everybody thinks you got to be famous. Everybody thinks, well, I've really got to make a name for myself and whatever. No, 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 no. Not even true, honestly. And I say a million bucks, just I don't care. I mean, a livelihood, pursue something, make a successful business. The amount of money is irrelevant. But I've created and been a part of building this business with Paradigm Shift as a speaker. And nobody knows who we are. Like the whole, the world at large, there are 7 billion people on the planet. It's just ego or pride to think that most people will ever even have a clue who I am. If most people in the world know what you're doing, that's over 3.5 billion people. Over 3.5 billion people have to know what you're doing for most of the world to know. Yeah. So you shrink that down. It's like, what do you need? Oh, you need about point zero 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 one percent to maybe know who you are. And I mean, then that number is probably too high. But he niched out a market so much that it's like, okay, I'm going to go from marketing to builders to subcontractors to house h o u z z website expert. That's phenomenal. That is yeah. a great lesson. That's a great lesson. So. If you're out there and you're asking how to start a business, how to start a side hustle, that's the first step. Narrow it down as specifically as possible. And if you get so specific that you think no one knows, okay, I'm so specific now, nobody's going to know what this is. Find the people who know what it is. Yeah, That's who's going to pay you. That's what we did. At Paradigm Shift, we were TRIO experts. We became, not even that, Let me. it was more narrow than that. TRIO is a government grant. Most people don't even know what it is, okay? Nobody knows what it is, so we narrowed it even further. We started out as being pre-college, pre-college trio experts. That's Upward Bound and Educational Talent Search, those two programs. We even narrowed it down further. We're like, oh, you're Upward Bound, you're Talent Search. We do one-day workshops for you. You have to hit these objectives. So we studied the market. We knew exactly what they needed. You need non-cognitive skill development. You need life skill development. That's what we do. We will come in and we will make the most amazing half day or full day workshop that your kids have ever had on these topics. So it makes it easy for them to say yes. They're like, I need that very specific thing. Yes, I need to market on house. Yes, I need to find an interior designer of couches. Oh, yes, I need to find a person to mix my podcasting audio. I need that exact very thing. And once you get it specific to where you think nobody is going to know what you're doing, that's where you are. That's, that's where you can actually start. That's a niche. When yeah. you think nobody knows, nobody knows what this is. Somebody does. And you got to find those people, which is about the next part, which is about the connections. Mm. All right. So those are my two big takeaways from him. The first one was niche down, know what your answer is. You got to be specific and get so radically specific that you think nobody's going to know. Then you find those people that do know. And then number two, connect, connect, connect. Mm. He got yep. into podcasting. What was cool is he niched down to where he's like, Oh, doing house. Okay. So he's doing house for these people, but then Because of his connections, a mutual friend, what's really cool, Josh, I didn't even know he knew Jared Easley. So, mutual friend Jared Easley actually connected him to podcasting. So, as a business owner, what you're going to be doing 10 years from now is going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome, but you're not going to start there. Mm -hmm. You're not going to start there. I love Jack Canfield, uh, author, co author of Chicken Soup for the Soul. Uh, He's the guy, if you've been listening, I'm going to his retreat, uh, making a big, big leap personally, going to this retreat. He always says put or better on your goals. So it's like, I want to, you know, so if you want to start a business, it's like in 10 years, I want to be working with X, Y, Z or better. Mm. Let me tell you, if you really niche down, that's how you get the or better. Mm. We're doing things that I never imagined, but it's because we narrowed our focus at first and then we just made connections. I say it's niche. I, I wrote down as, as Jody was talking, I said niche and try. So mm. it was like, okay, I'm focused. So he's focused on hows, but he's trying podcasting a little bit. He was focused on house and he's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to maybe make my own podcast a little bit. He still was niche in the house. And it was like, how do I get back? And that's what you said. How do I do it back to park rangers? How do I turn that into something? Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe this podcasting thing. That's the same thing we've done with paradigm shift. We niched down to trio It was like niche and try. So as we were doing that, I was like, you know what? They're really operating camps. We could do a camp. So we still niche, but it was like, Hey, now we're offering camps. Oh, that's cool. Try camps. Oh, then it was like, well, actually we could probably work with collegiate programs too. It's not that far of a stretch. So we're still narrowed down. We didn't, we didn't abandon our niche. We just scaffold it out slightly, slightly, right. slightly. And it's all about connections therein. So I'm interested. What was your big takeaway? Maybe it's something I said, maybe something completely off the wall from Jody's. What was your big takeaway?
0: Yeah. Yeah. My big takeaway is the first question in how to start a business is not How to start a business? It's hows to start a business, (laughs) 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 like, and you know, dad joking it, but true. Like that's the, it's all it's all niching because the same thing for me. Like there is two sides to the. What do you do? Well, whatever you want me to do. There's two sides to it. There's the. I'm going to be all things to all people. I just want to hear to help and serve, which is a great philanthropic lifestyle choice, but it's going to get you nowhere whenever it comes to you, A, finding what makes you come alive and what you're good at, and B, actually getting people to engage with you because people want someone that know what they do. They want a clear visual of what they do. So when you say, hey, my name's Josh. I offer XYZ. I don't offer ABC and I get really, really good at XYZ, the moment that I'm great at doing XYZ is whenever I start saying, well, you know what I also do? We do VXYZ. And yep. oh, now we offer uvxyz I think I'm skipping a letter, but you hear what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Hey, I got, I got maybe a cliche way to think about it. You know me, I'm a big fan of like the oh, Maxwellian, you. you know, one-liners have a servant's heart and a surgeon's hands.
0: that's how you start a
1: business so well it's like you're saying you can be all things to all people in your heart like hey i'm here to serve i'm here to help i want to help you my heart is always like for the people you need me to help clean up you clean up the trash. Pick up the chairs. Help somebody. That's my heart. I'll always have that heart. When it comes to starting a business, I've got a surgeon's hands. It's like a surgical tactical mission. This is exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't want to go. If I need heart surgery, I don't go to a surgeon in general. Say, what do I do? Hey, I cut bodies open. You know, I can I can right. cut on your feet. I can cut on your arms. There's like a surgeon in Alabama that's always working on athletes' shoulders, and it's like his one thing is he's like I operate on athletes shoulders. Like he's, you know what I'm saying? And that's the specialist. Like when you know, it's the specialization, it's it's exactly what I do. This is exactly what I'm good at. That's what you need. So you can, you can have the attitude of like, you know what? I'm here to serve. I want to help people. Great. But when it comes to starting a business, how to start a business, have a surgeon's hands. You yeah. got to know exactly what you're doing. And that's exactly what Jody Mayberry did. It was really cool. He narrowed down that niche to house and then expanded from there. We asked Jody several questions from the Good Leader Mixtape. One of my most favorite parts when we have a guest on the show is we just asked them general leadership questions and I absolutely loved his answers. As we sign off today, we're going to close out with the Good Leader Mixtape. So listen to Jody's thoughts and go out there and be a good leader. One of my favorite parts of the Good Leader podcast is the Good Leader Mixtape, where we have all sorts of tracks from all sorts of leaders. So, Jody, this is going to be rapid fire. All right. You don't have to think too long. Give me your top of mind reaction. Give everybody a book we should read.
2: All right. The book I've given out more than any other book is QBQ. The question behind the question by John Miller. Every leader should read that book once a year.
1: QBQ, the question behind the question. Ooh, I like that. I'll be honest, I haven't read it. I'm going to check it out. All right, Jody, give me someone or something that I should be following. What should I be following?
2: Oh, what should you be following? That That's a fun question. There's so many people doing fun stuff out there. But I'll tell you, the the first thing that came to mind for me is, is Lee Cockrell. I know we talked about him on the show, but... If you want inspiration on leadership, and I know that's what we, you focus on on this show, Lee Cockrell is a great one. Whether it's going deeper into some of his content or just some of the nice quotes he posts to make you think differently about leadership, I would follow Lee Cockrell.
1: Oh, that's a good one. All right, I'm going to challenge you on these next two because you've already given us several. So the only rule for this is you can't answer one that you produce. So what's a podcast I should be listening to?
2: Okay, so probably the, if you like history, Hardcore History by Dan Carlin, incredible. Great answer. Great answer. Now, I'll tell you also, Jared, you didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you the very first podcast I discovered back in 2006 is the Jefferson Hour, which is also a history podcast. I've been listening to every episode ever since. So honorable mention to the Jefferson Hour.
1: Those are fantastic answers. Had, have you listened to Presidential um, that was put out a couple of years ago?
2: Yes. It's easy. Good. That's, that's a- like,
1: that's history, but that's brief. That's an easier listening than like hardcore history.
2: Yes. All right,
1: here we go. I got one more. I got one more for you. All right, I got one more for you. Tell me something that I should either start doing or stop doing as a leader, as an entrepreneur. What's something that I should either start or stop doing?
2: I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you both, Jared. Now, this this is making assumptions, but I'm going to tell you to stop consuming so much content and start producing more.
1: Dynamite, Josh. You hear this guy? Wow. <gasps> Jody Mayberry dropping dimes here on the Good Leader Mixtape. Wow, 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 wow. That is what I'm talking about, Jody. That Hey, that was a great way. You should stop consuming so much content, and you should start creating more content. I absolutely love it, especially you good leaders out there, you entrepreneurs out there continue consuming the good leader podcast, but all the other stuff, that's what Jody was talking about. (laughs) Everything else you should stop listening to today. Hey, once again, Jody Mayberry, my friend, check him out at jodymayberry.com. Thanks so much for your time today.